clap. Mm-hmm. You have the date and time ready? There you go. It's Saturday the 12th at 3. Three. Afternoon. Today is Saturday, October 12th. It is just after 3 p.m. And Del and I are going to talk about FNM last night. How mm -hmm. it went. Probably some other stuff too. Most likely. As we do. As we do. As you do. When you're making a podcast, you ramble, you go all over the place as as you're wont to do. Mm-hmm. Um I had to run to be there on time. Yeah, but you made it. I made it. <laughs> Vera told me my seat assignment and who I was playing against, who I've played. It seems like every week this fella and I play. I mean, hmm. I guess the chances are decent, but I feel like more weeks than not we've played against each other. But I sat down against him, and I had told Vera before we even went that if somebody was playing Golos that I was just not going to play the round. There's no, it's, it's, it's uninteresting. It's completely... It's boring. It's pick your negative descriptor words, but it, it's those. And he went Temple Garden untapped, tap Arboreal Grazer. And I said, hang on, are you playing Golos Field? And he said, yeah, I am. And I said, okay, you've got the win. I, and I, was, I wasn't a jerk about it. I don't think. I didn't mean to be if I was. I wasn't like, okay, well... I'm not playing you. I just said, oh, okay, well then, you, you, you can have the win. I'm, 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 I don't have any interest in playing that deck, uh, or playing against the deck. And he goes, yeah, I, because I, I, I guess I had mentioned that, or maybe you had, that hmm. I wasn't interested, because he said something like, I think as I was sitting down, I said, if anybody's playing Golos, they get a free win against me, because I have no interest in playing that, I think. Hmm. And so he said, oh, I, when you said that, I didn't know if you were kidding or not. I said, no, <laughs> definitely wasn't. <laughs> and I, 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 what? Go ahead. I was just going to say, I went into it the exact opposite. Mm. Um, kind of like how I felt about Nexus of Fate. If somebody's going yeah. to be playing that deck, I'm just going to have them play that deck because that's the deck they chose to play. And Feel of the Dead seems very annoying to play in real life. There's yeah. a lot of shuffling. There's a lot of making sure that your board state isn't going to confuse you. There's, there's a lot of stuff. track of all your tr land triggers and whatnot. Yeah, and yeah. I just, I had no interest in sitting on the other side of that. I'd rather use that time to read a book that I'm reading. I'm reading a, a, a biography of Bill Belichick, the Patriots coach, or do some Duolingo, or walk around, or pick my nose, or Pretty almost anything else. else. Um, it's just, I'm just not interested in playing against that deck. Yeah. And it seems as though Wizards has recognized an issue by pushing up the banned and restricted date up by three or four weeks from sometime in November to, I think as of this recording, a couple, it's the 21st? First. Yeah. So Monday, it's just over 21st. a week. Yeah. So most people expect Field to be banned. I think that will be the only thing banned. Yeah. Some people I've seen have said something about Oko is problematic as well, but there's answers yeah, for there Planeswalkers. Answers for you there can, are multiple answers for Planeswalkers. I mean... Technically, every single creature that can attack or 
yeah. does damage is an answer to Oko. But then there's Swift End from the adventure side of Murderous Right. Right. There's Noxious Grasp. There's yep. Elder Spell. There's there are other answers. Yeah, definitely. There's a. Uh, there's some other ones, aren't there? Besides, for spell wise, I think so. Yeah, uh, I'm not remembering all of them, but and there's plenty of decent creatures. Questing beast is good. Yeah. The only answers that you have for Field of Dead are a, a few, basically unplayable red land destruction cards. Uh, you have to be Jun colors, so you have to be red or Golgari. Hmm. And the the Golgari options are Assassin's Trophy and Casualties of War. So. Yeah. I don't think it's going to stick around very long. No. At least that's the hope. If it does... That'll be amazing. <laughs> I, I was joking about them banning something completely unexpected. Like, we think that Questing Beast is much too strong. And those... What? I mean, I mean it is a strong card. Strong, but... but that's not a problem card. Oh, definitely not. Um, I ended up playing against Golos round three. What'd you play round one? Round one, I was up against... You were in the main room there. Yeah, that's right. I was playing against the McFlash. Okay. And my the deck I brought, I kind of expected to not really do all that well. I've only tested it against your Golgari deck, or yeah, I had only tested it. Yeah, you don't have all that accurate of a version on, on Arena to no. really get a good testing. So I'd played maybe 10 games, and that's being super generous. Oh, with that deck. Yeah. Yeah. And it was Esper mid-range control, and it's a fun deck. It was, it was fun to play. Um, but it, I mean, it's not in the meta anywhere. No. And I played against Simic Flash, and that definitely is in the meta, and pretty much everything that I tried to play was countered, mm. and my opponent went in two fairly quickly in both games. Mm. So. Round two, I was get against uh, Soltai, and it was barely Soltai. Mm. The blue was only in there from what I saw for Oko, which showed up once, and I was able to swift in the murder, adventure half of Murder Strider nice. right away. So he didn't do anything. I think he made a food and then was dead. So mm. that didn't really matter. The only, the biggest problem with my opponent's deck on, in round two was Wicked Wolf. Because he had gooses or geese. He had geeses. Geeses. He had geese out there. And so he was able to just keep on making food make his Wicked Wolf bigger and indestructible. And I made some serious misplays. I tried to bake the Wicked Wolf into a pie. I mean, he, having even seen and recognized that he could make it indestructible with the three or more food that he had out there, I was thinking, you can't kill it. You've got to find some way to get around that. Some opportunity where he's used up the food and then with that trigger on the stack. And I knew that what I had to do, but I just kind mm -hmm. of blindly went bacon to pie wicked wolf and he said okay i sack a food and i was just sort of like yeah obviously i knew that's what you would do. Wh what and there was something else that i did oh it was an attack he swung with two lands that he turned into creatures from nissa and a wicked wolf that had a, a counter on it and i said no blocks i was at um 10 or something or 13 no yes he had six he had 11 he had i was at 13 so he had 11 coming at me, but he had multiple food, and so he just sacked a couple food and made the Wicked Wolf big enough. And I was just like, yeah, all right, duh, right, obviously. Yeah. And so it was just a couple of things like that. He had a really commanding board presence at that point where I don't think I could have come around, but at least I would have hung on for a turn. But, yeah. yeah. 
round two, I got the bye. So oh, right, yeah. That was as exciting as it sounds. What about round three? Would you play then? Golos? Oh, right, that's right. <laughs> yeah, and your opponent was thankful that you were going to play against him. Yeah. Because he was like, oh, thank you for playing against me. An MCQ. But he apologized when I sat down and I, I said, you should be sorry. I don't understand that apology. Like, oh, I'm sorry I'm playing mono red. Then why are you playing it? He said a few things that made me kind of go, hmm. Yeah. I don't know. But whatever. Uh, yeah. He's taking it to the MCQ coming up. My third round I played against somebody that was playing, it was like a draft chaff deck, so I felt mm -hmm. kind of bad for him. It was mono black. And I think his whole game plan was to just cook cats a whole lot. I mean, round, or game one, I don't think he really got anything on the battlefield besides three ovens. Oh, he got a Ratting Regisaur, which I swift-ended real quick, and then just smashed him. And then game two, I intentionally... I, I don't know that I've ever done this before, but I kept a pretty bad hand. It had one swamp. That's it. And I thought, I'll just give him a chance. I mean, basically everything in my deck just blows him out of the water on its own. Mm. Maybe not the Paradise Druids, but almost everything else. I'll just do this. And I still had to hold back from playing certain things. I, I wasn't playing certain Planeswalkers. It was just like, I, I don't need to just completely stomp him into the ground. So, I, yeah. I, I won handily without any difficulty that round. I think that that was very nice of you. I just I thought Especially I'll give him a young kid. kind of a chance. Yeah, it, yeah. it was he was I don't know twelve to fourteen somewhere in there. So yeah. I didn't want him to be completely demoralized. Yeah. Like and and I mean I don't want to do that to somebody. And I've been beaten really bad at games where it just makes me go I don't want to play this for a week. It was yeah. this is, that was just so ridiculously unpleasant. Yeah. And knowing that he'd lost his last two rounds before that, it was just been like ugh goodness. Mm. Yeah. Round four, what'd you play? I played against, it was Soltai. Oh, that's but right. Yeah. Pretty much, again, only blue in there for Oko. Oh, it was mostly okay. Golgari. Okay. But the gal that I was playing against realized when she got to the tournament, after the tournament began, that her deck had 65 cards in it. Oh, and huh. she only had like 24 to 26 lands or something so it didn't really cater to a larger deck and yeah. she got mana screwed on the second game and i ended up winning in two yeah and then you had thief of sanity out there and yeah. that hit multiple lands and yeah. it, was, it was bad it, it was, was bad i yeah that sucked i mean it was, just wasn't a game right it wasn't fun yeah so. and i played against mono red which my deck rips to shreds i have really? not had a problem with mono red huh. at all is it the life gain what is it it's the life gain and all of my creatures are bigger the mm -hmm. only thing that's like the the um the leyline prowler has a big enough butt to block most things without dying and, and then, then i gain life, life and then they lose their creature and then you bake things into pies i bake and pies gain more life. yeah i mean rough if I can get to, and I've got ramp but with the Paradise Druids and the Leyline Prowler, so I uh, there's many times where I'm able to get Liliana or Garrick or Ugin, and all of those are problems for Mono Red on turn, four, sometimes four and often five. What what decks are those Planeswalkers not a problem for? 
Oh, they're always problems, but they're really <laughs> big problems when you get them out there really soon. Mm. Like, oh, that's supposed to be played on turn six, and you're playing it a turn or two early sometimes. Yeah. It's it's rough. And those are so nasty together. Garrick, oh, yeah. Liliana, and Vraska, mm-hmm. they have some mad synergy. Yeah, yeah. I, my second opponent, the one that was playing the, the Soul Tide deck, he was asking, he's like, how big can you get the, the Wildborn Preserver? And I said, oh, I can get it huge, because... Um, Liliana allows me to trigger it because the zombie comes into play. Garrick allows me to trigger it. The wolves that jump out of the night pack ambiger allow me. He's like, whoa, wow, yeah, that, geez, okay. That's pretty good. Um, and then, since I'm playing with the Japanese Liliana, not the alternate mm. special art one, but just regular Dreadhorde general, but Japanese, my opponent wasn't so sure, the mono red player in round four, that she drew me cards off of anything dying and I said yeah she does so I pulled up a, an oracle for on my phone and he's like oh jeez so <laughs> I was just making a zombie and then eating it with Raska so gaining a life and drawing two, two cards. cards I mean that's that's horrendous to be up against Vermont Red is just yeah it's, it's such a neat combo though devastating that's yeah awesome. I like that you're playing Golgari that's interesting to see because it's not it's not your thing or yeah. hadn't been. No, I, I dig it. I would like to get back to white-blue, but right now there's really nothing that yeah. interests me. There's no there's no one card. I guess I kind of like building around particular cards, and I imagine I'll want to build around Elspeth because it seems basically guaranteed given some of the ads on the back of, or the, the ad on the back of some of these cards that come in hmm. packs. Something like... Uh, Death doesn't keep heroes back, or I don't know. It says something, and there's Elspeth right there, and she's holding a mask. I was like, oh, okay. I mean, it seems pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing in standard currently that really speaks to me either. Yeah. So I'm gonna try and make a reanimator paper deck, paper reanimator deck. Yeah, you've been having fun with your uh, Dracuseth. Do we we own some Dracuseth stuff in paper, right? Don't I we? Thought so. I didn't see it though. Oh. What about We've been playing a fair bit of arena, and we play a decent amount of paper, and so the two start to get really weird, and we're going, oh, we own those, and we look, and, oh, wait, where is it? Oh, no, we don't. Oh, we don't, but we were playing a deck with, oh, it's on arena, and sometimes it's vice versa, like, oh, we have four of these Assassin's Trophies, I'm going to put them in our, de- oh, wait a second, no, those are paper, we don't have them on arena. Yeah. So, we did get each a pack for going two and two, so we're going to yeah, open those and see what we got. Or get, see what we get, see what we got. See I guess it's already, got. I guess the randomization is still happening in the pack. I'm really hoping for Rankle, because I want him for the reanimator discard nonsense deck that I plan to uh, So, play. Resolute Rider, Animating Fairy, Grum Gully, and a Foreboding Fruit Foil. So we've got, let's see here. This thing, big whoop, animating fairy, okay, whatever. This guy who's Grumgully, silly art, silly guy, He's but good. very generous. This thing, which I'll probably never ever play, but might put it into some sort of red deck. And then a foil, foreboding fruit. Mm. Hooray. And it's interesting, I don't know if anybody else has noticed, I, I bet somebody has, but the these cards, okay, well not these. Some of the cards I've opened feel noticeably thicker hmm. from Eldraine. Those don't? Hmm. Uh, no, I no. guess they do. Yeah. 
I haven't noticed the foils warping at all, so I don't know what they did. It's your favorite food token. Oh yeah, pies. I was telling people and they were having a laugh that my whole deck is about feeding pies to Braska. And this one's backwards. It's weird. Some of them are, some of them aren't. Huh. Okay, so that was a spoiler. Um, I got this Blacklands Black Paragon. Rampart Smasher, which I've played in Limited, probably won't play in that Constructed. That guy's good in Limited, I like him. Claim Adversary, you are a fan. And Claim the Firstborn. <laughs> okay. Woo! And a bunch of commons. Yeah, Standard's in a, a wonky place right now, and I was just telling Vera, I think it was earlier last, mid middle of last week, that I just was not really feeling magic, and I don't know if that was because we had been playing a fair number of Golo decks online, and Variance was seemingly not in our favor for a good few days there in a row. We'd been playing a fair bit of best of one, and we've swapped over to best of three. Mm -hmm. and I think it was just a number of factors kind of playing into each other where I was just feeling sort of, I don't, I mean, maybe it's be a good idea for me to take a break from this. Mm -hmm. it wasn't it wasn't over magic, like, okay, hey, let's sell our collection. I wasn't feeling like that. It was just sort of, I'm just not feeling it right now. Yeah. And I think part of that is with Eldraine, the, the mechanically it feels clunky. And I think you had said that we said that after pre-release and we were thinking, oh, maybe, I think that was in one of our podcasts. We were saying, oh, maybe that's just because it's early. Maybe that'll get fixed, but it still feels clunky to me. It's not bad. Like, and I can't, it's nothing that I can put my finger on. It's just, I don't know. It's, 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 it's good, and I like the flavor a lot, but how it plays is just... Mm, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think that we were kind of spoiled before rotation with mm. the mana base. Yeah, that's true. That's and a good point. Everything was very fast and powerful, and now we don't have the best mana base. Yeah. Plus, we have fewer sets to yes, work with. that's true. So, maybe when... Beyond Death comes yeah. out. Yeah. It'll be better. We'll have so. the other Scrylands almost guaranteed. Yeah, so it'll still be kind of slow, but maybe control decks will have a place. Yeah, something I was time. reading about why control decks aren't usually an option week one is because you don't know what threats you need to counter. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, whereas aggro decks, it's just burn your opponent down is quick as you can so yeah that and that's never not the that's always the case with with aggro yeah and the aggro deck that you played against round four was red mono one. red it didn't yeah. do very well did it no no i mean like i said my deck tears mono red apart it doesn't have a problem but i think it had lost a fair few matches i guess yeah. it would have had the same score as you so yeah so they were probably one Zero and three and two. at the or end one of it. Th yeah right yeah so I guess everything was just beaten up on mono red. Yeah. I don't there's probably some version of mono red that's okay. I think the Cavaclade version is pretty solid and that's not what he was playing. Mm. That one can beat I mean if it gets the right draw, it can beat you on turn 4. I don't maybe even sooner than no, I don't think so. Because the Chandra Spitfire has to be yeah, that's a that's a turn 3 thing, so you swing on 4. Yeah. It's gross. Um but I'm, yeah, I'm going to try and build something 
here. I've got my cards all laid out on the kitchen table right now. Are you thinking of going just Demir, just straight Demir? Or are you still trying to do know. Esper? I'm not doing Esper. Okay. I really like playing with white hmm. in the in the deck that I built. But it just helps me slow down my opponent and gain life. And I feel like I can stabilize myself a little bit easier with white. Mm -hmm. But I'm thinking of going Grixis. Mm. I just don't know what red to have in there. Because I kind of want it to be minor, but then I'm thinking, how do I survive until the late game? Do I need to have red for burn? Um, mm. like what, what do I need in there? Yeah. Because right now, in the deck list that I'm creating on Aether Hub, I have Thought Erasure in there. Mm. Mm. To slow down my opponent. Mm. And a Surveil. And it's gross. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a viable card. and it, It's powerful, what it does. Two mana rip anything out of your opponent's hand. That's why people play it. Yeah, but even worse, I might put Nico Bolas in it. Oof. Yeah, that's that's rough. He's gross. Yeah, this okay. the set the thing about Eldraine is it was a top down set, meaning they went with the flavor of the set and then built the mechanics around that. So they decided I don't know. Oh, we want to build something around Grim Fairy Tales, Arthurian Legend. Okay, now how do we make mechanics that fit that? Whereas a set like Dominaria, Mark Rosewater had a post about this, and he listed, I think, three or four of each version. He said Eldraine, and a, there was a couple others, were top-down sets, and then a set like Dominaria, and I don't know, but I feel like some, if not all of the last three Ravnica sets were mm. bottom-up, meaning they started with the mechanics mm. and then went, okay, where do we set this set? So hmm. we know what we want to do mechanically. This is true of Dominaria. Where where do we put this? Hmm. And I guess then they decided, well, let's go back to Dominaria. It's been many years since we were on that plane. That's kind of where everything started. So let's go back there for the, I think that was the 25th anniversary. It'll be kind of this hmm. bringing people back into the game kind of thing. And, and it worked. And Dominaria was lauded as a, a, a really good set, very powerful, uh, every color seemed to get great cards. I mean, it was it was on point. It was really, really solid. I mean, there were basically no decks during Dominaria's existence that didn't have have, have Dom, Dom, Dominaria cards in it. Yeah, that's a good point. I thought that. Eldest Reborn. You had... Maybe some of the dinosaur decks, but even those had... Yeah, I guess some of the dinosaur decks didn't. That's true. Steel. No, Steel Leaf was not dinosaur. Yeah, I don't no. know. Trying to think. But they definitely had the land bases, so... Oh, yeah. Those were all in Dominaria as well. The other ones that weren't in the Ixalan ones. And check lands? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And with... As far as building a deck, I like building decks around a particular idea. I guess I'm a... What oh. is that? That's a Johnny? A Johnny? Mm. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it, it, a Johnny does, as think, opposed to I think Johnny is more about expressing yeah himself yeah. So I think okay, I'm... but you can build a deck around a particular idea, like I'm trying to with the Reanimator, mm -hmm. but it's not necessarily a Johnny thing. Like I don't really care about bringing things back from the graveyard. I'm not a necromancer at heart. Okay, but I would say that falls under a Johnny description. Or whatever the, the Tammy, I think, Timmy, 
Timmy, Timmy and, and Tammy. Timmy and Tammy. Together. That's they just like big Johnny things and, and flashy things. Johnny yeah. and Jenny are the and then Spike and something. Sparkle. Sparkle. I don't, I oh, think, that's I don't think that's right. But the other S one, female version. Is it is it an S thing? Spike. Spike and something. I don't know. Shirley. Sure. It's uh no. I'm just naming things. Anyway, those are more competitive. So right. They that's, play meditation. They just want to win. Yeah. That's all they're about. So I'm. I would say I'm not a Timmy. I'm a Johnny with that leans a little bit towards Spike. Like I, I'm not just there to build. Oh, I want to build a deck around food and just I just want to try and get as much food on the on the table as I possibly can because that's silly to me. No, I, I want it to actually be a functioning and viable deck. And is it a tier one deck? Probably not. Is it a tier two? Maybe tier three. Eh, I don't know if I'm gonna go that low just to do the thing that I want to do. But I wanted to build around Savvy Hunter, and so that is going to be the one thing that I stick with through this whole season, seems like the right word to call it. And then when Theros comes out, we'll see. But besides Savvy Hunter, there's no card in Eldraine that makes me go, oh, I just, the the, the flavor, the what it does, just everything, I, I really like. Yeah. Whereas Gideon was that card mm -hmm. in War of the Spark. I still really like him, but... There's not a white deck at all right now. I mean... White's in a rough spot right now. Yeah, it's... Is it in any good deck right now? White? Apart from Golos. Yeah. Uh, Not in any serious way, I don't think. I mean, there's probably some fringe decks, but I don't... I don't think white has much of anything going for it. I mean, it's got that Realm Cloak Giant, which is pretty good yeah and i guess that's what's in golos i not much it doesn't have a whole lot going for it i don't know what i would label myself as as a player yeah. i just like silly things like silly games where unexpected cards come into play and then my opponent goes what the heck yeah and they go oh that's why you have that okay we always get a kick out of playing cards like that in arena and then seeing <laughs> Within seconds, the person mousing over it, and you can see the white glow around the card for a few moments. Like, wait, what? 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 <laughs> Why are they playing that? What is going on? Double take. Huh? Okay. Oh. Whatever. We'll sit here and laugh. Because it's funny. It's funny. So, um, I'm going to probably put Spark Double in my deck, just because I like it. And Agent of Treachery. Spark Double, Agent of Treachery. Dracusa. You're you're gonna try and do, but we don't have Dracusa, do we? I don't know. I have to look. I Thief tried of to Sanity. Look. Thief of Sanity. I I. I like Thief of Sanity, but it gets killed so quickly. Yeah, I think some sort of Demir Flyer deck might be, with Thief of Sanity, Kefnet. Kefnet is really hard to deal with, and you don't even have to get the payoff from his his activated ability. You just want me to play Bag of Holding. Um, well, that's an automatic ad as soon as you have Kefnet. You need the bag in there. Yeah, and you've told me to put Kefnet in this deck. I haven't told so you. So many times. I've oh, you've suggested, suggested it. Strongly. Multiple times. Like, every time. I, just, the... I think, okay. It... You want to build it? No. You can build no. your own. Thief of Sanity, <laughs> Night Vale Predator, Dream Eater, Kefnet. Dream Eater. Bag of Holding. Just do... Get those, and then everything else just falls into place. Maybe, maybe I could add red around that. There's run away together, 
you could do things like to save your thief and bounce their thing for tempo advantage. I do like tempo advantage. No. And it could be free. <laughs> it might be free run away together with Kefnet. And then I get bag of fling. holding. Fling. I I don't know that my Lockmere Serpent at them. I feel like three color three color decks are tough. I love them. They're fun, but I don't know that we have the mana base to. Did you have trouble last night with your mana base? No. Oh okay. But she was playing Esper. So. Yeah, mana base was fine, but hmm. uh, there was very. No, everything's pretty even. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. It worked out. But I have, I think I have some scry. I had a lot of scry in my deck. And card draw. There, we don't have the Demir Temple. Temple of Deception, I think is what that one is. That sounds fitting. Pretty sure that's what it is. Um, that's fine. I, I don't know. It's okay. I mean, you're doing blue and so black. lost. Yeah. And see, this is the this is the thing. The lost thing is is tied to not having a card that you really want to build around. Because as soon as you have a card, or better yet, a couple of cards, you go, okay, these two cards are what I want to build around. For example, Kefnet and Bag of Holding. You go, I want to abuse the ever loving piss out of these cards together. I'm just I'm just gonna try. The whole plan here is to get Kefnet, stabilize with him on the board, and then just get free or really cheap spells with Bag of Holding. So if you have that, then your whole game plan is anchored by that idea. But if you don't have that anchoring idea, you're just sort of, well, what do I do? Yeah. You have to, I mean, you have to start somewhere. I guess I'll pick a color. Okay, well, why am I picking a particular color if I don't have a particular card that I want to play? Am I just picking a color because it's a color that I enjoy and historically speaking? Like, well, what, am I, what am I doing here? I laughed because I saw the Clackbridge Troll. Oh, and yeah. I was thinking I could put Hushbringer in there, and I could just do blue-black nonsense with the Wanderer and Command the Dreadhorde, prevent all the damage from Command the Dreadhorde, and get all the things from the graveyard. Yeah. And Clackbridge Troll. Why is it in the graveyard at all? Because somebody killed it? How does it get in the graveyard? It? What is it? The Clackbridge Troll. Or what other things? It doesn't have to be. Any, I don't know. Oh, Command the Dreadhorde is just like a, what, a two of to help you or something? I don't know. It, I don't know. It's like a finisher. I it's, see. It's, oh, okay, now I have five planeswalkers and all the creatures that are in there because I don't have to pay any life, but I can get as much out of the graveyard as I possibly You could just can. do the Clackbridge Troll thing. That's a deck with Hushbringer. Is it? It's like... That's a real deck? Hush Troll, yeah. It's so silly. The whole idea is that you get this giant troll, this 8-8 haste tramp troll out there, and then when he comes into play, your opponent doesn't get their goats because you've got a Hushbringer that says, no, no, shh, shh, hush, hush, shush, 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 bad troll, don't talk. And I couldn't play Agent of Treachery, and we only have one troll. Yeah, but the trolls are probably not very expensive. I can't imagine those trolls are more than 50 cents. I don't know, I'll, I'll look. You, you say some interesting things. Me say some interesting things. Oh, right now. That's a good start. Okay. Me say some interesting <laughs> things. I think I'm failing in that. Um, yeah, there's something about 
magic. Maybe it's because I don't have anything that is already represented or found in the meta anywhere or has been posted on any deck list. Um, so I don't have any point of reference, really. Mm. I kind of have to come up with my own thing on my own. And that's a very difficult thing to do, especially in Magic, because there's so many variables. Um, but one card that I have wanted to play, um, just to see if I can make it work, is that Alayla card. And we've had one in Arena, well, we made four of her, just to play around with it and see if it was worth buying in real life. But right now it's $22. Um, so it doesn't seem viable at all. How much is Clackbridge Troll? 49 cents. 49 cents. And we have... It's build aroundable. Multiples of the Hushbringer. We own six of them. And we got bought a pre-ordered a couple when I mean those are very inexpensive it's gonna be silly to see how much the prices fluctuate in two weeks I mean they're all so low because the Golos field of the dead deck de field of dead deck is so oppressive that it's just shutting everything else down but as soon as that's not the case so many of these prices are going to jump it's gonna just so the speculation game is a very real thing right now I don't, I'm sure there's plenty of people playing it right now, but I don't, who's to say what's actually going to come out of the woodworks after Field's gone. Yeah, it's hard to say. Um, but I'm looking forward to seeing what that looks like. Because mm -hmm. right now, I don't know. After playing against the Field of the Dead deck last night, mm -hmm. I'm not terribly interested in playing against it again. Part of the reason why I played against it is because I wanted to see how my deck would do against That makes that sense. Deck. And did it do well-ish? Eh. My opponent was disappointed some of the times. I say disappointed with the air quotes because I I don't really know Yeah, and they, how much to believe what he was saying. They've got favorite. I was thinking, oh, maybe if you're able to, uh, you, you could build an anti- field deck with something like the whole the whole goal of the deck is to get ethereal absolution out there so that their zombies come in and then immediately die so they can't do anything okay but they have things like devout decree which exiles target white or black permanent i think and then they scry one hmm. i mean they can fay of wishes and get whatever answer they want they have planner cleansing in there so they can completely reset they, they, the deck doesn't have any glaring flaws which is why it's the deck and why we were talking about it a few of us vera myself my round one op opponent that i conceded the game to and another fellow and then your round four opponent so the five of us were chatting and we were laughing at how at some of the tournaments right now the meta is skewed so towards field that me people are making minor tweaks to that deck to beat the mirror putting things like Agent of Treachery in the main board so that you can steal your opponent's Field of the Dead. And... Yeah, and the guy I played against had Fires of Invention mm. and Nico Bolas. Yeah. And then Tamio, so that they could get back Golos from the graveyard. Yeah. And... So Fires of Invention, you play any anything that's CMC equal to or less than the number of lands that you have out there, but then you can use your mana because you're not paying for anything, to activate Golos, and then you get three spells that you can play for free off the top. I mean, it's just... Yeah, or play a big, fat Hydrate Crassus. Yeah, right. In addition to the other spells you cast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
Woo. Maybe I can make a big stompy deck or something. See, that's a Timmy thing. Mono green stompy. I'm just thinking it might win. I think this is part of why we were feeling, or certainly why I was feeling sort of eh about magic, is there's no... The meta is so bland right now. It's it's mm. in by far the worst place that I've ever seen it since playing. And that's not saying much at all because we've been playing for a year and a half-ish. Yeah, yeah, and back when you played during the Urza's block, oh, I wasn't even, I didn't even know really I didn't even know what that word right? meant. Yeah, oh, okay. it wasn't until uh, I started playing Dota that I understood what meta meant. I mean, mm. I, 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 people would say it, and I was just like, I don't know, know what that means. It's only now, now that I fully can wrap my head around. It's not that difficult of a concept to understand, but if you don't spend the time to ask somebody well, what does that actually mean or you just don't pick up on it because you're not hearing it enough in the right context then you just don't really get it it's like a lot of things so i just okay it just kind of went over my head um so i don't, I don't know what the meta was like during urza's or or lower wind i wasn't playing at all really i was just kind of getting cards to have them but we were streaming earlier and somebody was saying that this isn't even the worst that they've seen it they were playing when Cobblade was a thing and they showed me a deck list. I don't really understand why it's so bad. I mean, I'm not saying I don't think it is. I'm just saying I, looking at a deck, it, it's hard for me to look at a deck and go, oh, I see how it all works in practice. It, it, that's why people have such a hard time when spoilers out. You've got all these cards, but until you've actually played with them and then started seeing the interactions, I mean, that's what makes the people that are pros or at the highest levels are able to be at the highest levels because they're able to kind of put those puzzle pieces together in their head and see, oh, I see, uh, do the whole kind of matrix analyzing uh, 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 and then take all these pieces and see how it all works together. And I, I just don't really have the ability to do that. Or maybe yeah, I do, I don't care to. so many variables that like, there's a reason why there's a ban list. Right. Like cards are created without really anyone understanding how they work with the other I mean, ones or in, in a meta. Yeah. Like how it's going to fit yeah. in and how powerful it's actually going to be. We were talking about that a little bit the other day, saying how let's say there's 10,000 people that test a set before it comes out, and I doubt it's even close to that high. But let's just say it is. It's nowhere near the estimated 30-odd million people that play Magic, even casually, or that have ever touched cards. So if you figure that there's a million, let's just say extremely conservative numbers, a million people that are playing Magic on a daily basis across the world. That's a million folks that are playtesting your game, and they're able, there's the, the number of interactions between R&D and uh, the, the world is, it's astronomical, the difference. And so you might try and cover, and they do, try and cover their bases so they don't make extremely broken cards but you can't see all the combinations that the people are going to try out and go oh gee whiz how do we even let that of course that's a problem gee whiz <laughs> well that whole subject makes me think about arena and how genius mm. uh the creation of it actually is because yeah. so many play people are playing it they have an incredible amount of data oh, that yeah. they probably didn't have before because yeah people played magic online but I would say many more people are playing Arena. Oh, I would... 
Yeah, I'd imagine that the numbers of Arena far surpass the people playing MTGO right now, just because it's something that doesn't ravage your eyes to look at. <laughs> it's like, did I step back in time to 1993? Oh, you basically did, yeah. Yeah, pr pretty much. <laughs> in my opinion of MTGO and the Ixalan block, I apparently precedes me when I sat down against my second opponent. He goes, well, you gotta be happy that Ixalan's out, right? He's like, yes, I am. I'm glad you know that about me. Well, you do voice your opinions. Yeah. I do. It's a good thing. So I guess what I'm looking forward to in Theros, and I know we just had a set come out, but... <laughs> it's not good enough. I, I, I'm... I guess this is true, just kind of a blanket statement for all sets that come out. I'm looking forward to a card, or even more than one card, that really excites me to build around. And Savvy Hunter is the closest that we have to that. I don't know, I guess Savvy Hunter and Garrick are the two cards that I really like from this set. Hmm. You like Garrick too. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, is that's why... The, you're not afraid of dogs, are you? Uh, that's... That's not what it's makes not me... It? No, it's just that he's a good card, and it's fun, it's a big planeswalker. So I'm hoping that Elspeth is a solid card. Mm. And considering we got planeswalkers in red, blue, green, and black in Eldraine, white was the only one that didn't see any representation, I imagine that Elspeth will be white and something... But certainly white. Maybe mono white. That seems probable. I think Orzov was a good guess. Maybe. I kind of think that what's going to happen in the story is that a Johnny will peace out because that's the only non... I guess he's humanoid, but he's the only one that is this weird cat creature. Like, what, what even is he? I, I don't know how many people like a Johnny. I mean, I like him as a character enough, but as the face of white for magic? I don't know. So I think they need a replacement for Gideon, and I think Elspeth makes way more sense than this cat dude with his weird double-bladed axe thing that looks like a nerf knockoff of something from Star Trek Klingon War. I don't know what that's about. Like, how is that even practical? But you've got Nyssa... Liliana, Chandra. Jace. Oh yeah, Jace. So he's the only dude. And he's barely a dude. I don't know. His corset and... The cape and the corset aesthetic is... Um... Yeah. Some of the style choices for magic characters feel... I guess... I mean, you've commented on this multiple times recently, how style, just by and large right now, at least in the Pacific Northwest, I don't know where else in the world this is true, but around here is in a real rough spot. <laughs> and considering magic is designed and created here in the Pacific Northwest, I guess the style choices in magic make a lot of sense, viewed through that lens. Hmm. But Liliana, what is with the golden, the, the, this headdress, the 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 yak horns. I don't. Maybe it'll get smacked off her head in one of the upcoming books. Or something. How does it even stay on her head? I don't understand. Magic. Like, why is it there? I mean, I think she would look just fine and way more normal and sane without that 
nonsense. I don't think she's supposed to be sane. Maybe not. I don't know. She's a crazy zombie lady. Hmm. I, I gotta find something to build. Maybe it'll just be Demir. I'm still thinking about this. With Dracusa. That's not okay. That so Bond no. Bond of revival. Okay, so Bond of revival and Blood for Bones being the only ways to get it back. Hmm. Are there any? Oh, or and Knife Concoct. Yeah. That's another way. Yeah. Try it out. Try it out. I'll try it out. Okay, well, catch us on stream. We've been trying to do that a little bit more. We're trying to stream more when we're... If we're going to play at all, we try to do it while we're streaming, unless there's a bunch of other nonsense going around. Um, like, like, just in noises our in our point. Yeah. yeah. And we don't want to subject our viewers to a bunch of nonsense. I, I don't want to be subject to a bunch of nonsense, so why, why, why do that to other people? Whatever. That aside... If you if you catch me on stream, it's probably because I'm playing Let's Eat, which is the Golgari deck. Some some tweak of it. I took I, I need to take out the Death Sprout. It's too expensive. Yeah. I don't I, think you need to land that late. No, there's other things that I want to be doing with that four mana like playing a Nightpack Ambusher or Frasca. Frasca. Or I'm thinking instant speed stuff. Or bake into a pie. Or, yeah, Wicked Wolf. Or Swift End. Does Wicked Wolf have Flash? No. No, he doesn't. No. But that's okay. It's okay. Still a beast. Beast. I think he actually is a beast. No, I think it's a wolf. Just a wolf. Oh, beastie. Beastly wolf. Oh, well, All right. we'll post the deck list um, from last night. In yeah. the description. Yeah. So you can, can see what we were working yeah, with. Yeah, Aether Hub. Yep. And then keep you updated with changes. Mm -hmm. I know you're doing playthroughs and we're posting those um, on Arena. And the deck that you are playing on Arena is pretty much identical to the one you're playing in Paper, right? It's very close. The main difference is the number of Assassin's trophies. Oh. We own four of those in Paper and one in Arena. Mm. And. I almost never see it or even play it in arena. Hmm. So how is it in paper when you have it? Do you like having it? I like, I do. So I'm glad that I have it in paper, but I, it's not something that I like so much that I'm thinking, boy, I wish we could craft these in, in arena. Hmm. It's when I have it in paper, I like it because of how wide the options are with it. It gets rid of anything at all. Hmm. Your Oko, your enchantment that just locked my creep, whatever, just it doesn't matter. Or you, a, a land, if I see that they're stuck on a particular color, oh, let's get rid of that. The one that you just drew, oh, yeah, you, you needed green and you just drew a green, oh, let's get rid of that green. Although they can go and look for another green, but whatever. It, it, can, it can cause them problems. Hmm. So I do like that. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I'm still brewing in my mind. What do okay. I want? So. All right. Well, we'll see you around. Love you.